recapping a wild offseason for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with senior writer and editor of Buccaneers.com, Scott Smith. And we're also looking forward to the 2022 NFL Draft on our final Mock Draft Monday of the season right now on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am David Harrison, my co-host James Jarko, not here for today's episode, but he is covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksNation.com, a part of SB Nation. You can find my written work at BucksGameDay.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's family of sites. And when we aren't there or here, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. We thank you again for making us your first listen or review every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before at Bet Online, where the game starts. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of this episode as we continue our NFL draft jersey giveaway. Details on how you can enter, like so many already have, coming at the end of this episode. But right now, let's get into my discussion with the senior writer and editor of Buccaneers.com, Scott Smith. Joined now by Scott Smith, senior writer and editor of uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rather, at Buccaneers.com on Twitter, at Scott S. Bucks. If you're not already following him, I don't know what you're doing as a Bucks fan because Scott is so connected. It's almost like he is working with the team every single day because that's exactly what Scott Smith is doing. Scott, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my always my pleasure. This is always awesome. So draft week, right? I mean, the, the the one of the best weeks of the NFL schedule, obviously, between like Super Bowl playoffs and, of course, the, the first start uh, or first beginning of the regular season. Uh, but real quick, it's been a while since we've had you here on the show. Let's, so let's do a real quick offseason recap. Uh, one of the craziest offseasons that I can remember uh, covering this team, Scott. And you've been doing it longer than I have. But I mean, uh, retirements and movements. So Tom Brady uh, retiring, I guess. Supposedly, I, I still kind of stand in the camp that he never said the word retire. So I don't know if I call him unretired, but uh, supposedly walking away from the game and then unwalking away from the game. Uh, yeah. Bruce Arians stepping down as the head coach, retiring from head coaching, moving to the front office. Todd Bowles becoming the head coach. Ali Marpet actually retires uh, and not only says them, but writes the words on a piece of paper to the commissioner. <laughs> Alex Kappa now in Cincinnati. Jordan Whitehead now in New York. I mean, what do you make of all the movements and re-movements and, 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 and changes that have happened uh, this offseason? Everything you just said makes it sound like it'd be kind of chaotic at one buck right now or the yeah. NFL training center. But um, there's still, when you look at it, there's still quite a bit of continuity. Of course, you hate to see Jordan Whitehead go. Love the guy. Glad he's getting his opportunity. Hate to see Alex Cap go. Uh, same thing. But other than that, you still have Tom Brady. You know, it was 40 days of him being on his own. It really didn't make any difference in the long run. And uh, you still have a lot of continuity on the coaching staff. Um, Bruce Arians is still going to be in the building. But no matter how much influence he has, you, you, have a, you have a new head coach who's been leading half of the team already for the last three years and all pretty much all the assistants still in place. So there's no reason to think that, that the Bucks are going to be plagued by any lack of consistency. They And, you know, the return of Tom Brady, I'm not telling you anything you don't know or everybody else hasn't figured out. The return of Tom Brady right on the eve of free agency helped with that continuity because I'm not 100% sure Carlton Davis is here right now. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm not 100% sure all of that stuff happened, but you managed to get Chris Godwin under contract for the long term or for a few more years, and you got um, 
you, you got Carlton Davis back and Ryan Jensen. So right. uh, Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Um, so it, it actually kind of all worked out really well to the point when you're, if you're looking at the rosters, I mean, if take, Compare the Bucks to the Rams right now. I mean, who suffered the more significant losses this offseason? I still think the Rams should be a one of the favorites for the Super Bowl, but they lost Von Miller and they don't have Odell Beckham back yet, and and they lost Darius Williams. And you know, I don't think the Buccaneers have really had any more significant losses than any of the other contenders. No, absolutely, I agree with you. And, and like you, like you mentioned, I mean, when you when you roll it all together and you kind of remember all the ups and downs and the twists and turns of the offseason, you're right. It kind of feels like an organization that's in the midst of this massive transition. But really, it's it's the same Buccaneers team that we've seen essentially for the last uh, two years. But there are some some key offseason additions. Shaq Mason coming coming over via trade with the Patriots. Keanu Neal, former division rival, now turned friend, uh, and Logan Ryan, who I know a lot of Buccaneers fans, I'm sure you remember, were were pining over uh, back when he became a New York Giant. And yeah. then now defensive lineman Dedrin, or is it Dedrin Sanat? I, I always <laughs> always get unconfident when I go to say his name. I've always heard it pronounced Dedrin Sanat. Deadra, I wasn't even close. So, so yeah. So we've got some new additions, Scott. What are what are your favorite moves that the that the Bucks have made as far as bringing in new faces? And, and where how do you sit on this whole safety situation? I know Coach Bowles has, has yeah. made some statements, but where does it really sit with you? I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna be a little while till we know exactly how Logan Ryan is going to be used. Yeah. But when you look at the way Keanu Neal played, especially when he was at his Pro Bowl height in like 2017 or 18, um, you know, he was very much a force in the box. And uh, the Jordan Whitehead's departure kind of, you know, An- Antoine, here's the way I would put it. Antoine Winfield is capable of playing up around the line of scrimmage and, and really filling that role. Uh, he'd probably be great at it, but, but he's also so good as sort of your center fielder. You know, our coaches will tell you that, that you don't, as much impact as you think Antoine Winfield has, it's actually more because he cleans some stuff up that we don't even notice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, while Anton Winfield could play around the line of scrimmage and will, of course, at times, because your safeties need to be a little interchangeable, it really wouldn't be the best possible usage of his skills. So now you bring in Keanu Neal, and if you want a safety on the field who can, uh, you know, do that sort of be an enforcer around in the box and around the line of scrimmage, like Jordan Whitehead, you can use him in that regard. And uh, you know, Mike Edwards is still going to get his playing time, of course. And you know, you, now you have a little more flexibility with both Mike Edwards and Logan Ryan about what you might want to do in the, in the slot. You could have three safety sets. You know, there's a lot of options with those, with those guys added now and you still have Sean Murphy bunting and Jamel and Carlton for the outside spots. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot, a lot of versatility going on in, in that backfield and, and perhaps more to come more coming up with Scott Smith of Buccaneers.com. But first we're going to talk about our next partner who has a product. I literally use every day. I started taking AG one because I wanted a vitamin supplement that packs a punch and actually tastes great. AG one by athletic greens contains 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics and aptogens and mixed with 12 ounces of water and pineapple juice. It's a great way to get your day started. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And if you're like me, add a little bit of fruit juice in there, packs a little bit of a sweetness, a little bit more vitamins, and a little bit more of a punch, and it's a great way to start your morning. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. 
Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener, your first view every single day. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas, Texas, with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, available on the Locked On NFL YouTube and the Odyssey app. I'm talking with Scott Smith, senior writer and editor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Talked about departures and newcomers, Scott, but there's some some names that are still out there who haven't secured their 2022 seasons. I mentioned to you, I was watching uh, one of the programs you put together with Casey over there for Bucks.com and uh, I know I know what your feeling is about Jason Pierre-Paul. It pretty much echoes the same thing James and I have been saying, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Uh, Gronk, Sue, and JPP, uh, how do you rank those remaining free agents? If you got to tell Jason Light how to do his job for a day, um, who are you bringing back in what order? Well, I would answer it in terms of what I think is the most likely order. Um, I would think the most likely returning is Gronk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all just based on waiting for him to decide. If, if Gronkowski wants to come back, uh, I would have a hard time believing that we would not find a way to make that happen. You right. know, you just if Tom Brady had left, I would just expect Rob Gronkowski to slide back into his very fun retirement phase. But um, I, I just am of the opinion that he probably has things he he would like to do this off season. There's no hurry for him to make his decision. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he doesn't want to go to a mandatory minicamp. I'm just making that. <laughs> I'm just making that up. But you know, yeah. it wouldn't shock you, right? Hey. Well, um, I feel like. Tom, I feel like Rob would have a hard time resisting Tom Brady's urges, urges, urging him to come back. Right. Um, as for the other two, you know, with Indomitian Sue, who's been playing on all these one-year contracts, uh, it, it sort of certainly gives you the idea that he is deciding each offseason whether or not he wants to continue. And he's another guy with lots of off-the-field interests and, and things that he's into. I don't think he'd have any problem whatsoever walking away from the game. So I think, again, you're waiting to see, does he want to play another season? And does he want to play another season for the amount of money that the Buccaneers probably would have available? You know, it may not be as the same number. I'm speaking my own opinion. I don't, I'm not saying what Jason Light or Mike Greenberg, anybody would say, but um, it, you know, it may not be the same number as the year before. And maybe at some point it's a, it's a balancing thing for, for Endomic and Sue is like, well, you know, yeah, I might want to play again, but I don't, I'm not sure I want to play for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, absolutely. And just Jason, I would put JPP third. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, really, that trade worked out so well, and he's had a great impact for the Buccaneers. He's shown his his um, you know his determination and will by playing through multiple difficult injuries right. that and still trying to be productive. You know, last year, the shoulder thing was so bad, and you know he had a hand thing for a good portion of the year as well. And he still went out there and tried to play as much as he could. And they shut him down a little bit at the end of the season, hoping to get some. JPP impact in the playoffs. I just wonder with all the injuries, you know, is is there some point where you, you know, you're grateful for the years that you've gotten out of him, but I would put him third probably on that list of likely returns. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Bucks fans would probably love to see all three of those guys back. So yeah. obviously uh, what can what can be done and, and how it can and go and look uh, talking about Gronk. We have there's a saying in the military it says do what your rank can handle. And I mean, for Rob Gronkowski, if you want to try to make it like, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame tight end. So that's his rank is Hall of Fame tight end. And they, those guys get away with a, a little bit like Cody McElroy probably couldn't do what, what Gronk is doing. <laughs> get away with it. Uh, of course, Scott, it's, it's our final mock draft Monday. 
I kind of already mentioned Bucks Insider Live that, that you do there with Casey Phillips, a great show, uh, having on Buccaneers.com. Recently, you guys dropped your final draft predictions and roster needs episode, uh, which I'm going to drop a link to that episode in the description so any Bucks fans who haven't seen it can go ahead uh, and check that out. And you specifically talked about Jason Light's successes, specifically around two, three, and four, and also the fact that there's not really a thick head of blue chip talent in this year's class. Jason mentioned that uh, as well recently. So with all that in mind, do you feel like maybe there's a higher chance than usual this year uh, that the Buccaneers trade down currently at 27, maybe trade down because of that fact? Uh, or, or how much is a lack of top talent actually even going to impact maybe not even getting the offers from other teams uh, that would compel Jason Light to make a deal? Yeah, I think you, you're exactly right there. Um, Jason said, and I think this is what you're referring to, that there weren't necessarily 30 players right. that he would that he that his team would have a first round great on and I've actually seen that being said by other general managers around the league I think Kansas City's general manager just said that yesterday or the day before um I think that's the consensus basically that this is not a top heavy draft there's most teams are not going to look at the the guys there and say yeah we've got enough guys with uh first round grades that we're sure we're going to get one so it, obviously to me that that makes a trade up or down something you would consider uh, more strongly because Let's just say, let's pick a number and say the Bucks have 25 guys they like with first round grades, and they don't think any of them are getting to them. But somebody slips. You know, maybe the Bucks love Jermaine Johnson out of out of Florida State, who I've seen in mock drafts everywhere from you know 11 to the mid 20s. Yep. Seems to have risen. So maybe you go into that thinking that guy's probably going to be gone in the top 15. And then all of a sudden he's still available at like 17, 18. Then, do you, considering the fact that the Buccaneers roster and depth chart is pretty loaded. There's not a lot of opportunities for a, a rookie to come in right now and grab a major role. Would it be worth it? Because it's probably going to cost you a third round pick to move from somewhere, right. somewhere like 27 to 20. Would it be worth it to pay both a first and a third to get this guy that's one of the few first round graded guys that you think you can get at a position that would help you? Uh, so that's why I think it makes a first round trade up more likely. But I would have to agree with you that a trade down even more likely. The problem is, can you find a team – that's motivated enough to do that. And I think the way that is most likely to happen is if a team like, you know, you, you look at Atlanta, Seattle, Atlanta, and Indy, all grouped there between picks 40 and 43. Mm -hmm. um, all those teams, if they don't take a quarterback in the first round, you could conceivably see them saying, let's trade up into the bottom of the first round to get the quarterback. And then we get that fifth year control, a team option, you know, in his contract. That's pretty valuable if that quarterback hits. If you right. know, that's an incredible thing to have a value, an asset, that fifth year team option if your quarterback hits. So um, yeah, I could see it happening for sure. And and it makes a lot of sense. If they move back to there, they'd probably gain a third round pick, the Bucks. Right. And uh, if you got two third round picks in a draft where you think you can find quality players in the second, third, and fourth round, all you're doing is you're increasing your your odds of hitting on one of those guys. So, to me, if I were sitting in Jason's seat, I would want to try to move back. I would hope somebody's calling, but I do understand it's not necessarily you know it takes two to tango. So it might right. even if you want to, it might not happen. Yeah, I think the scenario you just painted right there about a quarterback, I think that's really where it's going to boil down to is if a guy like Matt Corral or uh, Kenny Pickett slips far enough in one of those teams, like you mentioned, in the in the late 30s, early 40s, uh, decides they want that fifth-year option to give them a little bit of red shirt availability, uh, so to speak. And then, you know, Bucks fans probably wouldn't be too happy to wait up to like 1130 at night on Thursday yeah. night to see a trade. But you know what? It would make day two and day three much more entertaining. And if uh, if those players become contributors to some wins, 
in 2022 at all be worth it. Of For course, sure. we're all trying to trying to figure out what the NFL is going to do, what these GMs are going to do, and this year is, is probably harder uh, than most. But you've done your own mock drafts, and I think you've done a good job of keeping the flavors fresh because having done plenty of mock drafts myself, it's, it's kind of hard to do sometimes right, with ideas and scenarios. Uh, but your last, I call it traditional mock draft, or I think that's how you labeled it as well, where you didn't have any like alternate dimension type boundaries in place. Uh, you have the Bucks taking Devontae Wyatt, who has obviously been a, a very popular name. What it is? What is it that you like about Devontae Wyatt? How do you think he fits in this Buccaneers scheme in 2022? Yeah, I think he's he has the possibility to be um, one of those uh, interior defensive guys who can cause a lot of disruption and pressure right up the middle. And those are not easy to find. And if you compare that with Vita Veo, you now have under contract longer than any other player on the team, that could become a real strength. And again, we were talking about Indomitian Sioux. Um, if he doesn't return, you do have a whole lot of snaps you have to pick up. And and I know that Jason Light uh, in his press conference said, you know, we love Vita Veo. We have Will Golston. We have uh, Rakeem Nunez-Rochez or Nacho, who's a good player. And right. some young guys that he didn't name by name that could step up for more role for a bigger role. But I don't think any of those younger guys are a sure thing. And if you look at it, the number of snaps, defensive snaps that Indomitian Sue and Steve McClendon played last year was almost 1100. And uh, somebody has got to pick those up and that could be more for Will. Maybe he stays on the field more in, uh, in, in sub packages, you know, cause it usually comes off in sub packages or, or maybe uh, Nacho plays more. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wouldn't hurt to have another guy that's, that could give you some juice up the middle. Now, my concern now, because I'm trying to work on my last one, got one more to do. And um, I'm not one of these people. I'm by that. I mean, mock draft. I'm not one of these people that's going to do 10 mock drafts. And then, uh, you know, they draft a guy that I predicted back in February and I'm going to come out, you know, crowing about it. Look, I got it right. You know, (laughs) the one to me though, it's whatever your last one is, is the one you should be judged on. There you go. And mock drafts are ridiculously hard, especially, especially for somebody who doesn't crunch film for hundreds of hours. And um, so I'm concerned about Wyatt, one, because uh, I see a lot of mock drafts where he doesn't even make it there. Right. And then also you see some reports, uh, you know, people looking into his background a little bit. So you never know. You never know. That's the one thing that we don't know. We can look at a player and, and match him up with a team that has a need, but you don't have any idea what those, those teams in their actual draft rooms that you don't have access to. You don't know if they have something on a guy. That they're like, uh, I don't think we are going to take that risk. I'm not saying that's the case with Devontae White at all, but that's the unknown factor that we would never know about any of these guys that we're trying to match up. Um, so it's it's tough. I, I'm a little concerned about what I'm going to do in this last mock draft. I haven't figured it out yet. Absolutely. I mean, it's tricky. I and mean, we have we have reports uh, also coming out like Matt Corral is another quarterback. Uh, Ole Miss is there's some some maturity issues coming out about him late here. And it happens every year. There's always a player or five that have some sort of maturity issue or maybe even a health issue uh, that doesn't get reported till really late. Um, but, Scott, you also did a second round mock, which is interesting, not a two round mock, but a legit second round mock draft. Now, you built it off of a previous first round mock, so that that was good. But you had the Buccaneers following up Devontae Wyatt. You still had Devontae in that first round mock. It was a separate, but it's still Devontae Wyatt. And you followed him up with UTSA cornerback Tariq Woolen, uh, which I have to say when I read that, it was it was a very exciting moment because James and I have kind of been pounding the table for Tariq Woolen just being kind of an athletic freak. And then Evan yeah. Klosky of WTSP 10 Tampa Bay out there, he he spent some time in San Antonio, so he's he's very familiar with the Roadrunners. Uh, what is it about Woolen that attracted you to him, and and what is his fit as you see it with the Buccaneers defense? He's six foot four. Yeah. So that's a really big cornerback. He's, he's a legit um, roadrunner. That's what we call him. He's a legit roadrunner. Yeah. Um, the 
you know the kind of corners that um, Todd Bowles really likes if he can get his hands on them, like Carlton Davis, big, long, physical guys. Uh, I think if – and he runs, he runs well too. And if you had all of that and were a polished corner, you're easily going in the middle of the first round, right? So he probably has – they probably have some work to do, whichever team drafts him. But right. and and there's no guarantee. But the athletic, the profile and the size and the and the skills and the and the length, you know, it, if you could bring him in and take a little while developing him, because you do have three starting corners, you know, still on the roster with Carlton returning. So um, you don't have to probably throw him in right away. Although as we saw last year. And as I constantly pound the table for, you can never have enough cornerback depth. And if you're if let's say you bring in a rookie and you, he ends up being the fourth guy on your depth chart, he's going to play at some point. You know, right. Hopefully you have a little time to develop him, but at least you can turn to him and not have to sign somebody off the street, which the Buccaneers had to do multiple times last year. And mm-hmm. more power to guys like Dee Delaney, who got the job done when we needed them to, but you'd like to have another really talented guy sitting there to fill in when, when one of those other guys is unavailable. Absolutely. Have you tried Built Puffs? Because if you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best Built Bar products out there on the market. Puffs are your first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% chocolate with some incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all of them so good. Low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bar with them. They're better as a typical candy bar. It can be anywhere from two to 300 calories right now mint puffs are back at built.com for a limited time they're delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time if you think a flavor might be good they'll make it it'll be delicious and it'll be good for you at built bar they're all about the taste they make it taste delicious first then they figure out how to make it healthy and i'm not sure how they do it but they pull it off every single time go to built.com use promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your next order again that's promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com Scott Smith, senior writer and editor of Buccaneers.com, joining us here on the Locked On Podcast or Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, talking about mock drafts, final mock draft Monday for us here. Draft week is upon us. Um, Scott, we did our yearly Odyssey Ultimate NFL mock draft. Obviously, this is the 2022 uh, version, our network wide mock draft event. We all the all the local hosts are picking, and then the hosts are, are reacting. We've got experts like Michael Irvin reacting to our picks, and and. Scott, he called our pick perfect. He called the the player that we picked, uh, James and I, perfect several times. He actually used the word perfect. I, I don't think I could ever get enough of Michael Irvin saying something I did was perfect. Uh, but we got we got to get your thoughts as well because I know that my setting it up by saying Michael Irvin called it perfect is not going to to tilt your opinion. Uh, at number twenty seven, we took Penn State wide receiver. Jahan Dotson, which uh, is a player that had some early popularity, but kind of has slipped off of the first round radar. Not really a lot to the Bucks lately. Uh, just for context, it's always important, right? Zion Johnson, Devontae Wyatt, Kenyon Green, the second interior offensive lineman on a lot of people's boards, were all gone by the time we got to 27. We did actually try to orchestrate a trade back, uh, just couldn't get all the details pinned down uh, in time to pull that off. Georgia's George Pickens, still available at the time. Daxton Hill, also still available. Kair Elam, Lewis Seen, who has gained a lot of favor in recent mock drafts for the Buccaneers, were all still available. So like I said, Michael Irvin, Hall of Famer, said our pick was perfect. But what do you think? I'm wondering, how much playing time do you think Jahan Dotson would get as a rookie? 
That's and see, that's the really the big question that James and I talked about is is the the timeline for Chris Godwin and how how quickly he's going to be able to return and the value of Jahan Dotson playing at least a little bit maybe accelerated while Chris continues to get up to speed if if he's not maybe a hundred percent ready at the beginning of the year and then once Godwin does come back full strength then you have a guy with more experience who can then play the slot or outside as well pairing him with a guy like Russell Gage and the other uh, wide receiver talent that they have on the field as well. Uh, I, you know, with you were talking about him kind of maybe sliding a little bit, not being talked about much. I think that Dotson just is kind of viewed. I don't think anybody's like thrilled about him. Is the point? Like, there's the oh. maybe four or five top guys, and then when you're doing your mock draft and all of those guys are gone, and you want to give like you say you're picking for the Chiefs and you want to give them a receiver, and you're like, well, I guess Jahan Dotson's the next guy, but do you? Yeah. I guess there's just the name doesn't seem to elicit a lot of thrills the same way a guy like Jameson Williams or or even um, Traylon Burks, you know, thinking about what that person could become like Traylon Burks. You can really kind of extrapolate uh, and get excited about the type of player they could become. And then and then you go, yeah, or we could take Jahan Dotson or George Pickens or Christian Watson or somebody like that. So that's probably why, uh, you know, we we're not really talking about him much, but certainly think that's good value there i assume those other five receivers are already off the board at that point yeah the other wide receivers were gone as well and and i'll tell you scott i mean honestly i think i think with Jahan dotson i mean i was excited to see him at the senior bowl he ends up not going uh not attending the senior bowl festivities and i think he ran slower than, than a lot of people expected him to yeah. in testing i think if he tests better maybe some of that hype continues uh lewis seen not quite as popular at the time that we made this pick but it came down for us between Jahan Dotson and Kair elam so i mean if, if you were if you were to be in the war room with us in that discussion would you have tilted us towards Elam or do you think you still would have gone Dotson the way that we went? I would have gone Elam. Yeah. But again, and, I, I, I constantly, I probably say it too often, but you just can't get enough cornerback depth. And if you're picking late in the first round um, and there's a decent amount of cornerback depth, I, I, I don't care any year, any year you pick a cornerback, I'm going to be happy about it. I have no yeah, problem. With it whatsoever. I'm going to be honest with you, Scott. I think a little bit towards the end there, James, there was a little bit of buyer's remorse. Now, I will I will also say this. We also did try to orchestrate trade back into the back end of the first round, just kind of getting fun with it. Uh, and we would have drafted Kyir Elam with that second first round pick. Was, if we Travis, done that. was Travis Jones available? Uh, Travis Jones was available. Yes, he he was also available. We didn't we didn't feel like that was that was a uh, good enough of a fit that high to yeah. go there. Yeah. Uh, finally. Him, I've seen him. I've seen him come up. I have too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the writers at SI.com covering the Bucks with me now over on that staff actually recently mock drafted. I mean, I think that's kind of the point of this whole exercise. There, There's going to be good talent there. It's just like you said, whether or not Jason and that staff has a top, you know, top 30 grade on that guy or whether or not they get blown away by a trade offer. Uh, but so it'll be fun to see what happens on Thursday night and then all the way through draft weekend. Scott, it's obviously going to lead to the 2020 NFL season, right? Uh, the schedule is going to be released in mid-May. We know that now. Uh, but we also know that Tampa Bay is going to be playing in Germany. It looks like that'll be happening in week 10, I suppose, unconfirmed, but kind of confirmed by the consulate there in Munich. Um, the Packers game, we already know, is reserved to take place in Ray J. So that's not going to be the game. Do you have any predictions or guesses as who's the Bucks, who the Bucks will be uh, hosting in Munich? Um, yes, I would say Kansas City. Um, yeah. and, and I think it's tough. Uh, and I have no inside information. Mm-hmm. I swear. I know it's tough uh, to take that game and Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady and take it away. Yeah. But um, when you look at the fact that there's four teams that got the international home marketing areas for Germany, Bucks, Panthers, uh, Patriots, I think, who were not playing, and the Chiefs, and I don't think that they're going to make this Germany game a division game. 
So yeah. that just if you if you wanted to give it to, they said when they put those marketing areas out, they said this is a separate thing than than the international series of games. Uh, they're not the same thing. They don't guarantee anything, but they would make their best effort to allow teams to play in their IHMAs if they can. Now, right, right. now, it really is only Mexico City and London and and um, now Munich, but hopefully maybe somewhere down the road will be Australia and so on. So, you know, it, it's it's too easy not to make that. It's too It, it just right. fits too well. Both those teams trying to cultivate that market for five years, I think, you get. And and it's an incredible matchup for, the, for an audience that really probably deserves it because yep. Germany is pretty – pretty high on the NFL. And, and I think the, I think the NFL really wants to establish more of a foothold there. And it's, it's just too good. You know, the, I'm not sure that the bucks would love that because you hate losing that draw at home. Right. No, That's no. You hate it, but it's hard to look at the NFL, look at that and think that they wouldn't put those two together, but we'll see. We're supposed to find out on the, that out on the fourth, actually, they're going to, they're going to announce okay. that on the fourth. So that'll come out earlier before the full schedule comes. I didn't know that. So that's that's good information to have. And yeah, I mean, I agree with these guys. I think first game in Germany, first regular season game in Germany, you know what I mean? Do it, do it big and and bring all the stars out and, and really kind of show Germany that you're really committed to to building that partnership with them. And uh, I don't know how many Americans have seen an American football game in Germany. I have. Uh, wow. and I will tell you that Germans, Germans turn up. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, even the team they could be they're cheering for could be losing and they're still they're still pretty pretty uh pretty excited when that I'm really excited about it. I'm really looking forward to that trip. It's gonna be absolutely. Great. And I mean, look, I I told James already, like Brady Mahomes, I haven't gotten to see that in person or cover that in person yet. So if, if it takes me buying a ticket to Germany on my own, I might just have to make that happen. So we'll see. I'll see you Scott, there. I'll see you there. We'll grab a. I, I hope so. We'll absolutely, play. we'll grab some bratwurst and and, yeah. and maybe some fest beers if there's time. Um, Scott, Scott's missing your writer and editor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buccaneers.com on Twitter at Scott S Bucks. Uh, you've been great to us. Happy to call you a friend. Hope you're doing well. Hope the family's doing well and, and looking forward to talking to you soon after the NFL draft. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, where Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices, free and available wherever you get podcasts. We will be back, James and I, tomorrow for a brand new episode. Our NFL Draft Jersey giveaway is still going to happen. We're still collecting names and nominations. If you have a guess of who the Buccaneers are going to pick at number 27 in the first round or just in the first round in general, or if you just have, if you think you know they're trading back and will draft and you know who they're going to draft on day two, we have one of those submissions as well. Whoever you think the Buccaneers are taking, with their first pick of the 2022 NFL draft, send that to us either in email, voicemail, or DM us at Locked On Bucks on Twitter, and you will be entered to win. If you get the pick right, you'll be entered with all the other people who got it right, and one of you will win a jersey for the Buccaneers' first pick in the 2022 NFL draft. You can submit those again to Locked On Bucks on Twitter or Locked On Bucks Podcast at gmail.com or call in with your answer or an idea for the show or a conversation piece at 813 444 5841. For James Jarko, I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksGameDay.com and BucksNation.com. And find us on Twitter at DHarrison82, at Jarko underscore Bucks, and at Locked on Bucks. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire those cannons, and thank you for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.